is going on everybody russell goddard breaking the goal line podcast how are we all doing beautiful friday afternoon uh november 5th lots going on here leading up to week nine had that jets colts game last night gonna get into that have some thoughts off of that don't think the colts are quite dead yet but that titans loss last week really put them in a hole uh you know aaron Rodgers, he's gonna be out looks like it could possibly be two games He's definitely out this week. Jordan Love, big, big. Uh, honestly, it's a pretty big couple stretch here for the Packers going forward. Uh, of course, we had the tragedy earlier this week with Henry Ruggs and, and a 23-year-old woman um, and her dog perished in, in that car accident. Uh, and, and just week nine to get into as a whole. Uh, big week, a lot, lot of must wins for, for some teams. Bounce back week. Let's get into it. Let's dive in. As always, though, go ahead and subscribe if you have not. If you have, thank you very much. And you listen on Apple iTunes, go ahead and shoot me a review. Tell me how it's going. And let's just jump into Thursday Night Football. Jets at Colts. We were, we were riding high from the Mike White experience that he gave us in that unbelievably thriller of a win and 400 yards passing that he put on against the Bengals. just a, i mean the bets the best win the jets have had in a while uh and he got hurt he got hurt on the first drive of the game threw a ball touchdown pass to elijah moore they're what well, they're one of their draft picks rookie and uh he was that he, he didn't come back in the game and uh you know apparently it was a hand injury he couldn't feel two of his fingers his middle finger in his ring finger, and he just couldn't get a grip on the ball. He couldn't throw. And the game kind of went to shit from there. I'll be honest. Although, I will say, Josh Johnson, who, San Diego, University of San Diego, by the way, remember watching him in college? Um, I, a- ASU played him one time when he was there. I get him, I used to get him and Josh Freeman mixed up a lot. The former Tampa Bay Buccaneer draft pick came out in the same, came out in the same year. Uh, Josh Johnson's been on like 19 football teams, and he came in in second half, he kind of started carving them up a little bit. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I got some thoughts on the on on the Zach Wilson thing. This game kind of kind of was a blowout. I mean, it was twenty eight to ten at halftime. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute rock star, right? Absolute rock star. The Jets and like I said, Johnson, you know, kind of started coming back in the second half, but the Colts were just it was too much. Twenty eight to ten at halftime. I mean, I won some money on this football game last night too. I had I had the double result for the Colts and 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 uh. Taylor to score and Pittman to score. Pittman's a baller. Michael Pittman Jr. is a baller. And Carson Wentz, we, we proof is in the proof is in now. The proof is in Carson Wentz when he's not in his own head is a much much better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. He is good. He was really good last night. At the end of the third quarter, he was 19 to 23, 218 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he threw for like 65 more yards. He, he, he was uh he was very good last night. He was good in all aspects. He's a good player, and this Colts team is looking like it might be the season of a what-if. They dug themselves in such a hole early. Is there a play- what I saw last night was a playoff team. Now, you can say, well, their defense kind of got ate up by Josh Johnson, and I, yeah, I mean, the second half, maybe, you know, I mean, they hit a couple of deep plays, and this Jets offense kind of rolling with these backup quarterbacks and not Zach Wilson, which is something we'll get in here. So let's finish this Colts theory here. They've dug himself in such a big hole. Lost to the Titans twice now. I mean, twice. And now Derrick Henry's out for the season. And it's like, if you could have just snuck out that win last week, you really could still be looking at winning this. It's going to be tough sledding. Absolutely tough sledding from here on out. I mean, Titans aren't just going to all of a sudden just 
not win a single game for the rest of the year and you're just going to walk away with this division. I think nine wins. We could be looking up and this Colts could have nine wins. And you could be looking at like, man, they are right there. And if they weren't gotten themselves in such a hole early, early on in the season, you know, losing games they shouldn't have lost, bad games, bad moments, they, they, they could have been a what-if kind of season. You know, Carson had the foot thing. They, they lost uh, Quint Nelson for a while early in the season. It was uh, – it's just – we might look back and be like, man, what if? Because this team looks like I – mean, when Jonathan Taylor's rolling and they can use Naheem Hines in and out and Carson's cooking, that offensive line is good, and Michael Pittman Jr. can get open on anybody. And, and Pascal is, is, is a stud. Yeah, I just I, – I, like I like what this team has. I liked them in the offseason – I just think it's going to be tough sledding going forward for them, but they're going to they're going to be there. I think I think nine wins is not out of the question, but it's going to be tough to get to, and I don't think that's going to make the playoffs in the AFC. Nine wins is not going to make the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to win your division. I mean, the Titans would have to severely fall apart. The Colts demolished the Jets. They, I mean, they they picked them apart last night. As soon as Mike White went out, there was no more Mike Mike White experience. You know, the Josh Johnson stumbled his first couple of drives, and and the Jets. I mean, the the Colts scored. Four drives, four touchdowns in that first half. Four drives, four touchdowns, 28 to 10. Uh, I mean, and they, they just they just did, did work. And on the flip side, on the Jets side, why is it that Mike White can come in and throw for 400 yards against a very good Cincinnati Bengal team and then come in and on the first, uh, second drive of the game leads his team down to a really, really impressive touchdown to tie the football game, gets hurt, and then Josh Johnson comes in, and while the first, you know, maybe – Maybe quarter he was in the game wasn't great, but the remaining there of the game, which was majority, I mean, he was in, he was in, he went in on the third drive the Jets had. He was in the entire game. I mean, he started getting going. This offense kind of looked like it was cooking. And I don't know, maybe they're kind of maturing and developing because they got some rookies in Michael Carter. They got some rookies in Elijah Moore. And their offensive line is starting to work through their injuries. And they got some pieces like Jamison Crowder who can just kind of fit anywhere but still maybe trying to find his role. They got Braxton Berrios. They got some guys. But, man, Zach Wilson looked atrocious. Let's be honest. It's called a spade a spade here. He was the worst quarterback in the NFL. He was horrible. And I understand he's a rookie, and I try not to be too hard on these rookies. But he was not very good. And I understand that Josh Johnson is a, I don't know, is a 13-year veteran now, right? But Josh Johnson isn't any good. There's a reason he's been on 19 teams, right? And this Colts defense is pretty good. It's not like, you know, you're not rolling out Jacksonville Jaguars or something over here. This Colts defense can play. You know, they got studs all over the place. And and Mike White, now give his credit, Mike White, Mike, Mike White's pretty good. He's, he's big. He's strong. He's got an arm. He can move in the pocket well. You know, he just he throws a really pretty ball. He looks, Mike White looks like an NFL quarterback. Western Kentucky had, had, a, had actually had a really good college career at Western Kentucky, and he got drafted in 2018. So, yes, he's a little bit more of a veteran too, and maybe they got a little bit more grasp of how de- uh, defenses work. But Zach Wilson, he's just – and, and Sala said it. He's kind of a gunslinger. He doesn't take what d- the defense gives him. And Sala, a couple of days ago when they were asked, he said, you know, we're hoping to get Zach back out there, looking good in practice right now. And, and, you know, we're just trying to get him, you know, we're, we're trying to play our football right now, trying to slow it down. Mike White gave us a great opportunity to take what the defense has given. You know, Zach can learn from that. He's pretty much saying, Zach, you can't play hero ball, bro. Zach, dude, we're not playing New Mexico, right? You're not in the Sun Bowl. All right, this isn't New Mexico State or Nevada. You're playing real NFL teams. You can't just play hero ball. Mike White came. Mike White came into this offense and dominated. And Josh Johnson had a pretty deep. I mean, go look at Josh Johnson's second half. 
It's real. It's actually very impressive. It had a really good second half. Really good. At one point, I think he had seven straight completions. And throughout one point, he had three total incompletions at one stretch and two touchdowns. He was pretty good. He was pretty good in that second half. We've never seen that from Zach. And I know he's a rookie. And I understand it. My red flag for quarterbacks was not Mac Jones. was not Trevor Lawrence. It was not Trey Lance. It was not Justin Fields. It was Zach Wilson. I just said, I just don't know if I could take this guy. I like him. I I, I kind of like the little attitude that he kind of brings, chip on the shoulder, you know, but he is respectful. He's not like a disrespectful kind of guy. I just, you know, he's smaller. He, he can play. He's got an arm. He can clearly, he clearly is talented. He's clearly talented, but man, he just didn't look any good. And when these two guys step up, a third stringer and a second stringer, a guy out of Western Kentucky in San Diego State, and I understand you're only from BYU, but still, you know, you were a number two overall pick. These guys weren't even close to that. It, 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 Josh Johnson's like a nine, Josh Johnson's been in the league for like 19 years. Mike White, I like the dude a lot. He looks like a quarterback, and you know what? Maybe under the right toolage, this dude could actually be pretty, pretty good. But, dude, come on. This isn't New Mexico, New Mexico State, Nevada. You know, you're not this. We're playing big boy ball here, Zach, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think the Jets, they got to fix him because he doesn't look right. Because we see these two guys come in with this offense and we go, okay, they're manageable. Zach Wilson, they are not manageable at all with him. They got to fix this kid. They just do. Well, the Green Bay Packers have a football game this Sunday. They're traveling to Arrowhead to take on the defending AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And while the Chiefs aren't playing good football, I can almost guarantee you that they're going to play better football than the Green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers, he's got the COVID. Yep, the Rona, which is fine. I don't give a shit, but he's out for 10 days because he wasn't vaccinated. And and look, I, I, I'm not going to get on this. He should have been vaccinated. He should not have been vaccinated. I don't care if he's vaccinated or not. I don't care. At this point, everyone's going to get Corona, right? But there's policies in place that the NFL in the preseason stated over and over and over and over and over again that if you are not vaccinated, we are going to make life very hard for you. Aaron Rodgers had his own physician. They, they, he was trying to do something, get his white blood cell count up. He went to the league with it. They told him to look into it. They came back to him and said, no, we don't accept that. You are still unvaccinated. And then he was walking around and he even said that he was immunized, whatever. He, he, he didn't say he was vaccinated. You know, tricky wordplay. Aaron's real clever. He's really smart. I say this all the time. Aaron Rodgers is really smart. He's not stupid. He's one of the smartest guys in the room in every room he's, he's in. And he knows it. And that's one of the reasons why he is how he is. Just fine. No problem. You know, and he kind of used tricky words and the media wants to jump on him and all that. I don't give a shit. But dude, you're costing your football team potentially two, two games. Because the earliest he can be back is Saturday. Because if you are not a vaccinated player, you have to be out a minimum 10 days. Minimum. And then you have to do, then you have to test negative, two negative tests. And he doesn't qualify till like Saturday afternoon. You have a game on Sunday. I just It could look like Aaron misses two football games. He could miss two. And I know, and now we're hearing a lot of investigation, and the league is investigating whether he was following the guidelines, the protocols for unvaccinated players. And I know Mike Florio wants to pound the table to tell him, this isn't fair. You got to do something. Like, look, I, I get it, I, but I don't, I don't really care about that. I don't care if he gets suspended or not suspended. Did he break the rules? Yes, he did. There are protocols in place. He did his Aaron Rodgers things, his very selfish, dramatic, just over-the-top, unbelievable Aaron Rodgers right-on-brand move. 
This is right on brand for Aaron. Absolutely. He goes and tries to do his own thing. I don't care if he doesn't want the vaccine, but when you go to the NFL and they come back and say, no, we don't accept this, you're still unvaccinated, then, bro, you got to follow the guidelines. So if he gets suspended, I ain't going to lose any sleep. I don't really give a fuck if he does or doesn't, though. I don't care. What I do care about is the Green Bay Packers on the football field and how you are potentially 100% not going to be there this Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. And you're maybe not going to be there next Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson more than likely going to be back. That, that could be two L's real quick. And let's say the league wants to slap a suspension on your ass, Aaron, and they want to find the Green Bay Packers. Cool. Then you know what? That's three fucking games in a row that you miss here, Rodgers. If I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, which thank God I'm not a Green Bay Packer fan today. Thank God I was not a Green Bay Packer fan when this news broke. Because every single person was under the impression that you were vaccinated, Aaron. And now as a fan, I get to hear that my quarterback is potentially out too. Two, two games in a very crucial point of the year when I'm trying to get a home playoff bye because only number one seed gets the bye, right? And there's only one bye. I'm trying to get a home playoff bye. I'm trying to get a bye and get home field advantage. I want to play at Lambeau. Even though I lose to Tom Brady there, I want to play there. I get it. Yes, you do. And as a fan, you want to play there. And now your quarterback's potentially going to be out for two games right in the heart of the season. Against against one an NFC team and the defending AFC champions, I, I just I would be personally I'd be pissed. I, just be, look like Cole Beasley for the Bills. The Bills know. Hey, look if he gets that positive, Cole Beasley's not gonna be there for ten days. Okay, cool. Those fans know. They're prepared for that. Team is prepared for that. Everyone is prepared for that. Aaron Rodgers just does. This is right on brand out of left field. Just does his own thing. Doesn't let anybody know anything. You know, he lies, he manipulates the situation. Then he wants to come out today and say how upset he is that it got leaked, that he it got leaked that he wasn't vaccinated. Dude, it's not leaked. It's protocol, bro. It's protocol. Nothing's getting leaked here, Aaron. There's not there's not media members hiding in bushes waiting around, for, you know, for you to sneeze and fart. What are we doing? I know you're a kooky guy. I get it. I understand. John Wick and Halloween. That's why you grew your hair out. I understand, Aaron. You're hurting your you're hurting your football team here. And you know what? The Green Bay Packers knew. I, I, there's, I mean, teammates knew, but I don't think all of them knew. And if I'm somebody that's on this team, and I did not know this, and now I know that he's out for potentially two football games, I'm a little upset. And I'm looking at you like you're supposed to be our leader. This guy. He doesn't. He so he's telling me because in the, in the little press conference says, you know, I, I you know I think that, you know it's good to get it. The people should get it, but it is a choice. So you're pretty much saying, yeah, you have it, and go get it. But then I turn around to find out that you don't have it. Yeah, okay, that's leadership though. That's leadership, Aaron. That's that's how you win Super Bowls, Aaron. Right? No, it's me, 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 me for Aaron Rodgers. This offseason was me, 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 me. This is insane. I don't give a fuck about the vaccine, about the COVID or anything. I give I give a fuck about the protocols and the mandates that were involved. And now he's out for 10 days. I care about the football aspect. This is insane. You are hurting your team. And now, potentially, let's say the league does suspend you for a game. Are you kidding me, dude? I would turn on you so fast if I'm a Packer fan. Turn on, because you knowing that the league told you it's not okay. You're supposed to follow these protocols, like them or not. I don't care. I don't like protocols. I don't like following the rules all the time at work, at job, or in life. You know, I don't like doing it, but I do because you got to. And you, you just got to do it. So you knowing you're not doing it and you just didn't do anything about it. And not, now you're going to be suspended. Now you're going to be suspended again. And now you potentially miss three football games. That's just, I don't know. 
you know, everyone everyone wants to say that Aaron Rodgers and Gudikins, they figured it out this year. They're they're going to hug it out and work it out. I don't know. I just still think Aaron is just about Aaron. And I don't see him playing in the Green Bay Packers uniform next year. I just don't. I don't see it. And I and I'm not really taking much of this from that. I, the only thing I take about from this is that how I mean he's just a me guy. He's not a team player, he's not a leader. He's just dramatic diva antics. And it is what it is, but the Packers are probably going to suffer. Good thing for the Packers, though, they get to see if Jordan Love has got something. You took this guy in the first round when you thought your, I mean, MVP quarterback was washed. Now you took him. Now you get to see. This isn't the preseason. You're playing a big boy football game. Potentially two of them, minimum. Potentially maybe two. That could be huge for the Packers. What if Jordan Love comes out and he's good? What if Jordan Love is good? He comes out and he has a pretty good stat line. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe he plays these two games. And he goes four and two, four touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, he's at, he throws at least 225 yards. He looks good. He looks manageable. It's like, okay, this kid looks like he's got something here. Well, I mean, then you, then you got some trade leverage or you can even kiss. You, I mean, you could trade Roger. You could trade either one. If you like what you see from Jordan, then you can trade Jordan because pe- other people are going to like what they see. And I, last time I checked, Washington needs a, needs a quarterback. Denver needs a quarterback. Countless football, Miami might need a quarterback. I mean, countless football teams need quarterbacks here. I mean, coming up, you could get, a, you, you could, you could maybe flip. Could you, could you get the Jimmy Garoppolo? Could Jordan Love come in and do the Jimmy Garoppolo? And then now all of a sudden you flip Jordan Love for a second round draft pick and you keep Aaron Rodgers. And now you got a second round draft pick. I, I would take that if I'm Green Bay, only if Rodgers stays. But, you know, on the flip side as well, Jordan's good. Well, now Aaron doesn't want to stay. You get some, you know, you start getting the negotiations. Maybe this year doesn't go good. Maybe you get home field advantage. You get the first round by, and then you lose to Tom Brady again in in Lombardi. Boom again. Well, I would imagine Aaron's probably going to be out. You're not going to work out a deal. And then you guys start walking a deal. I mean, you can just go, look, we got Jordan Love. We're good, bro. We don't need to pay you all that money. We don't need to do all this. We're going to roll with this guy. We're going to trade you. So then they trade Aaron Rodgers, and then they they get a shitload back for Aaron Rodgers. This could be a very win if Jordan Love is good. If Jordan Love is good. I'm just, I mean, it doesn't have to be fantastic. It doesn't have to be sensational. It doesn't have to throw three touchdowns for 300 yards. No. He just got to look like he can play football. He's got to look like he knows what he's doing. Look, I want to see his pocket movement. I, how is that arm release? You know, does he have the Trey Lance loopy release? You know, or does he got he got a nice little gun on him? We'll see, like, how does it, it in an actual football game? Seen a little bit in college, seen a little bit in, you know, in the preseason. I'm. This is a good thing here for the Packers. They get to see what they have for potentially two games. Now, you're probably going to lose both of them, you know, because you don't have the, your best option, your best weapon, the best player on your football team. The the biggest break that both of the, that the Kansas City Chiefs have is that Aaron Rodgers is not playing the game. That's the biggest break that they have. That's the, the best possible scenario for them to, 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 to win this football game is Aaron not playing. That's simple. Same thing for, the, for, for Mahomes. If Mahomes doesn't play, same thing for the Packers. We'll see what Jordan Love's got. See if the Packers can do something here because they need to because it looks like it's drowning right now. It, I, to me, it doesn't look good. It looks like Aaron's going to be – wants to leave, and if Jordan Love's not good, you might be in a bind. Devontae might not want to sign. You, you signed your running back. That's cool. You probably have to get rid of A.J. Dillon or you'll have to trade – I mean, you might have to trade Jones, although you just signed him. You're going to have to make some move. Green Bay Packers might have to shake up, maybe look different. You might be, you know, three, four, five, six. I don't know. Who knows? Let's see how good LaFleur is. Years of not being very good, but – no, 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 a rod, and potentially no Rodgers for two games. It's just as a football standpoint, it just that's just it's crazy to me. Let's make our way from Green Bay, Wisconsin, to Cleveland, Ohio, where Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer 
a member of the Cleveland Browns. Now, technically he is. Technically, he's not been released yet. They are restructuring his deal. They're going to turn it into signing bonus. That way they don't take a big cap hit. They're just going to let him go. And they're done. And they're cutting ties with Odell. And this escalated quickly, fast, and in a hurry. Started with, I mean, didn't really start with this. I think it started the day the Cleveland Browns traded for Odell Beckham Jr. To me, to me, in my lifetime, this is probably, probably the worst trade. The worst trade of my lifetime. You gave up a first-round draft pick, a third-round draft pick, and Drabil Peppers, a pretty good safety, like a pretty good safety there. You know, could have been a pro bowler on your team. You gave all that up for a wide receiver who made $100 million and has contributed absolutely nothing relevant to your football team. He has not contributed any wins. He has not contributed squat. I, I don't want to hear about the first season there where he did have over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. I don't want to, like, that's okay, cool, right? You're Odell Beckham, though. You're supposed to do that. But you, you, your team won like five games that year. So it's never, ever going to work. I, from day one, I didn't think it worked. I didn't think Baker and Odell fit. I don't, I mean, I thought, I think Baker is a, is a cocky, above average quarterback. And Odell Beckham Jr. is now a 29 year old wide receiver who's definitely past his prime. They can never make it work. And Odell was never even going to be on the field long enough for them to make it work. To be honest, I mean, this might be the worst trade to give up all of that, to give up all of that for a guy that, I mean, now, now you're cutting three years later. Now you're cutting. And it's just, it's crazy to me that, that, that the Browns are just continually to be the Browns. Doesn't matter if they're good. Doesn't matter if they make the playoffs, they're going to be the Browns. Because you know what, at the end of the day, you drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall. You drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall. You could have had Lamar. You could have had Josh Allen. And you took Baker Mayfield. Man, the Browns can never get it right. They're not going to. The Browns are the Browns. And Odell doesn't work with Baker. Baker had to, he felt like he was forcing to go look at the numbers. Baker was trying to force him the ball over and over and over again. And he just wasn't working. It just wasn't working. The numbers shows it. And then your dad posts, and then you let your dad post a video ripping Baker 11 minutes long about Baker, just, just video of him missing you overthrows or underthrows or just bad throws to you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Baker Mayfield defender here. I think he's a beloved, above average quarterback. I don't think he's very good. I think at times he can be good. I think he's way too cocky for his, for, for how not good he is. He did miss him a lot, but this whole free Odell shit, like free me. Uh, I could be so much better. No, you can't. You could still play Odell. You could still play. Don't get me wrong. You could, you could still play a little bit. You go in the right situation. Sure. Sure, you can, you can, you can, you can maybe help a team, maybe, maybe, maybe make the playoffs, maybe go to the Super Bowl. I don't know, but free this free Odell, like like Baker and Kevin Stefanski were holding Odell Beckham Jr. back, so he wasn't on the field, folks. He was not on the football field because he can't stay healthy. He just can't. And when he was on the field, him and Baker just weren't connecting. And don't give me this. Baker always misses him. Odell was not getting open. He was struggling for a period of time to get open. They have no chemistry. They have no connection. They don't like each other. That's fine. Sometimes it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work sometimes. You know, there's no reason to point fingers and blame. It doesn't work. So you cut your ties and get out. 
And for Odell, now, if, as soon as he clears waivers, if he clears waivers, well, he's going to be able to get to sign with the team. And, and, and here's the thing. I don't think Odell Beckham's going to sign for $1 million deal. I think it's going to be like 1.5 guaranteed and with some incentives. And it's going to be a playoff team. Odell's not just going to go to, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, Ravens, the Raiders, uh, I, the Saints, they already tried to trade for him. You know, I, I think the Chiefs would definitely be involved and interested. Uh, multiple teams around him, but you got to have the cap room. you got to have the cap room. And I think Odell's going to be able to go someplace. I don't expect to see – everyone thinks that we're going to be able to – we're going to see 2015 Odell Beckham. That's not what it is. It's not 2015. I mean, everyone's like, oh, Odell Beckham is just, just this mega superstar. I mean, yeah, kind of. He made a few good plays on some really shitty Giants team with with a aging Eli Manning as his quarterback. And, and I, I just – he's going to go – if he can give you 70% of what – you know, if he can give you what he was giving in Cleveland, those routes and how he was running Cleveland, then he's going to be able to work with somebody if they can get it together. You know, but maybe Odell can't. Maybe Odell can't just work with anybody. Maybe he goes somewhere and it doesn't work either. Because you, you just can't plug and play a lot of the time. There's got to be some chemistry. There's got to be something. He's got to work. Odell's not a grinder. He, he does work hard, but he's not He's not in there catching extra passes with Baker Mayfield. He's on his yacht in Miami, you know, with the four girls. That's fine. Shit, I would too. I mean, fuck. I don't. I mean, come on. If I had a yacht, that that sounds like a lot of fun. Probably a lot of free alcohol. It's just pour it all the time. I, I'll take that. This just, it needed to happen. I thought they should have traded him. I, I thought this was a horrible trade to made when they did it. I thought I, I instantly said the Browns were going to regret it. Just like I said, the, they were going to regret drafting Baker Mayfield. That's still yet to be seen. But uh, I think the news is in on that. Number one is a little ridiculous. It just didn't work. You should have traded him when he had some value. Now, now he didn't have enough value because it was a sixth or a seventh round draft pick is what the league viewed trading Odell Beckham for. And honestly, if I was, I, I might have just just done it. I might have just ate some cap room and just sent him on my way and got a sixth round pick for him. But maybe the owner doesn't want to eat the cap room. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. The, you know. Uh, Kevin or, or the GM. Maybe it's not them. Maybe the owner doesn't want to eat it. So now they're going to restructure. They're going to let him go and see it. That's it. Bon voyage. Have a good one. You're done here. Thanks, sir. And I actually thought Odell was a pretty good soldier in Cleveland. I don't think he made a lot of noise until he allowed his father to post his video and he commented underneath it. Just a little ridiculous, you know, and I think that turned a lot of teams off. I think the market for him is small. I don't think it's very big, you know, and I, I, I Odell Beckham Jr. is not the kind of guy that's going to go in there and just take the veteran minimum. Uh, he might. But, I mean, maybe he will after he realizes no one really wants to sign me right now. But he, he's going to go in there looking for some guaranteed, a couple million guaranteed. Because that's he makes a lot of money. He always has. And he, that's what he wants to do. He just wants to continue to make his money. And that's fine. I'll never give anybody for making your money. Make your money. Get your bag. Okay? Get that bag. But uh, I think he might have a smaller window to go to to try to cash in. Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders have uh, they've been on a roller coaster here. Been on a roller coaster here this season. I think we all know now about the absolute tragedy, tragedy that occurred with now former player Henry Ruggs and a 23-year-old woman who he struck with his car and killed her. Um, DUI, two times the limit. He was doing 153 miles an hour. I mean, this is just – I saw the video, and it's hard. And then there was a, a video of uh, – I didn't watch it. I just read the description. I don't think I could have watched it. Um, it was a video of pretty much him after the scene with the cars on fire. He's on the side 
of the road with his girlfriend all you know he's fucked up too and he's just crying screaming cussing you know saying i'm sorry just yelling on this this 22 year old kid knows that he just killed this woman i can't even imagine right now what the raiders players friends of henry ruggs are going through right now it has to be tough i can't imagine what the family of the young woman that was killed is going through right now it's 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 very sad it just it it, it tugged me Anybody, anybody that is a fan of the sport and to see stuff like this, it gets you. You know, when you, when you, it just gets you. You see a 22-year-old kid who looks like he's a rising star, and he's out at a night of fun. I mean, texting Derek Carr and Hunter Renthro in a group chat his golf swing at Top Golf mere four hours before this happens, and it's 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 rough. And he's he's going away for a long time. He's going away for a long time and 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 he should you know it, while it's sad to see he should two times the legal limit you didn't call anybody you gotta call somebody man you can't do it it was reckless it was stupid and it's a young kid making a dumb mistake but that dumb mistake it looks like it's gonna ruin his future i mean two decades is what i think this is gonna be it's kind of what i'm seeing what i'm hearing we're feeling they, they're gonna bring up a lot of charges here this is a big thing this is serious I've heard a lot of people try to try to put this with the Dante Stallworth thing. He got 30 days. Dante got 30 days. This is com- this is completely different. Okay, Dante Stallworth did not strike another car with his Corvette at 153 miles an hour, and a lady did not burn to death in the car in the Devon in the Stallworth. Okay, a lady did not burn. There was not a fatality, a, a horrific fatality at that rate. Horrific to burn to death in your own car 3:40 in the morning. It's terrible. It's terrible. It, 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 it's it's just heart wrenching. I mean, it just is. I don't think if you have, if you're not you're not human if you don't think so. It it's horrible, a tragedy. And I heard the Derek Carr press conference, and this man, I want to give him the MVP right now. He is the for what Derek Carr has been through his entire career, just getting just his entire career. You know, under under underrated, under recruited, had to go to Fresno State, was the man, beat UCLA's ass in Oregon a couple times. You know, he gets drafted. He's looking on a high pace. He goes through, you know, the, the moving change, coach after coach. You know, he's got a bunch of drama. He's with the Raiders. The John Gruden, now Gruden gets fired. And now you got Henry Ruggs. And, and oh, I, he just said at the podium, I just, I think Henry just, need, I think he just needs to be loved right now. The fact that this man can get up there and, and just have the poise, the character, just the all around, just absolutely, he's just a good person to be up there and say, it's just, I, I just, I tip my hat to the guy. He, he's awesome. He, he, if I was a Raider fan, I would be wrapping my arms around him right now. I would be buying every Derek card. Just, this is horrible, horrible for the Raiders. Horrible for, 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 for this young man's life. Horrible for this young woman's family. It's just, it's terrible. And from a football aspect, you know, the Raiders, it, and it's hard, it's hard to think about a football aspect, you know, when this, when something like this happens, because it, it, this is more than football, you know, but Derek Carr said it today. You know, I, we have a game on Sunday. I can't, I, I can't stop that. You know, I, I have to play. And he does. And it sucks. It does, and I, 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 they, I think they're going to beat the Giants. I do. I think they beat the Giants. I just don't know how the rest of the season goes for them from a pure football standpoint. To try to overcome the amount of things that they've had to overcome, it, it, if the Raiders make the playoffs, I, I I don't know how Derek Carr is probably not the MVP. I, I just The MVP is not 
oh, Tom Brady threw 50 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, did you see his completion percentage today? My goodness. No, the end is most valuable player. You take Garrett Carr off the Raiders, you think they have an even sniff of an opportunity what's happened to them this year? Not a chance. Not a chance. I, I just, I commend the Raiders I, 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 for going out and going to play hard. I'm sure it's tough. Because this is a high character guy, uh, Nick Saban. I, I watched this thing. He was he he was crushed. He uh, he was crushed. Spent three years with this kid. He loved every second of this high character guy. And a dumb kid made us. He just made a dumb mistake, a, a very stupid one. And he's gonna have to pay the price. And he should. And everyone agree. I don't think anybody doesn't agree with that. But that doesn't mean that it's not still upsetting or sad. And it's it's just sucks. It's a bad bad thing that happened and it's uh I think the Raiders might have to struggle through it for the rest of the years I'm curious to see how Carr and 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 Versace kind of take the rest of this team and what where their mindsets are going to be at and and how they attack it going forward okay let's jump into these week nine games let's rattle through these guys look we got we got a mixture of some good games and some kind of like kind of games we don't really know some divisional games divisional games are always fun Let's kick it off with, we just talked about the Raiders. Raiders are going to New York to face the Giants. I, I just, this is going to be an emotional game here. I, I don't, I, I think the Raiders win this football game. I think it's going to be kind of close, but I wouldn't, I I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be so surprised if they come out and the Giants get a W here. If they kind of come out flat, maybe a little emotionless. I, it just depends. This is where you look at your leadership. And you know what, for me, with a guy like Derek Carr, and I, I know I just ranted raving about him, but a guy like Derek Carr, that, that just has that that poise, that leadership, that that just follow me. Everything is gonna be all right, you know. I'm the one keep. I know I'm the one that keeps you up at night. I don't know the words of the song. I would try to go somewhere, but that's Derek, and I think he can lead this team to a victory this week. I think he can put everything together. They can handle their business. They they can do it. Now, long term, going down the road, I, I don't know if they can fully hold it together. But I'm not gonna bet against Derek Carr. I'm just I'm not. I think they win this game. The Giants, they they close down their facilities for COVID. I mean, it's fucking insane. Like, what are we doing here? Like, why is it's so? I mean, they're COVID rated. Saquon Barkley is never going to play football again, more than likely. Daniel Jones isn't the guy. I think the Raiders can pull together. They can get they can get an emotional win. They can come out and just and use it. Falcons and Saints. Falcons traveling to New Orleans. No Jameis Winston. Uh, looks like Trevor Simeon's going to go. He's going to be the starter. Don't know if Taysom Hill is going to be back and healthy yet. They're still kind of like up in the air with that. Looks like it's going to be no, though. So it looks like you're going Simeon all the way. And we, we, here we go. Start to finish football game. He's got a whole week. Peyton has had a whole week with Simeon to get this game planning, to get this going, to get this bad Falcons defense. That's the thing. They're playing Falcons. So, you, you know, it's not like Falcons are great and you're at home and you have a terrific defense. You know, that that's, that's, that's trying to move around and get things done. The Falcons are coming in there and, and right now – Matt Ryan just wants to throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. Calvin Ridley's got some personal issues going on. Not sure what's going on with him, but he's missing games. This this Falcons team is just they're, they can they they're really hit or miss on drives. You know they can have good drives and then bad drives. It's not that they have good games and bad games. I think all their games are kind of bad, but they sometimes they have good drives. Kyle Pitts makes a play or something like that. Cordero Patterson makes a play. Uh, I just I think it's going to be tough for the Saints. I want to see what Sean Payton does. I want to know if game plans. I, I I expect to see a lot of Alvin Kamara. 
I expect a lot of Alvin Kamara swings out of the backfield, a lot of runs. Mark Ingram now, they can run him a lot too. I, I, I mean, I think acquiring Mark Ingram, right, when they did, is key. I think this uh, that move alone can really help propel the Saints to try to make still make a good playoff push with, with Simeon. I mean, who knows? Uh, Bills at Jags. The Buffalo Bills did not drop 50 points last week in the Miami Dolphins, like I said here on my podcast, that I thought they would and was hoping to. But no worries, because you play the Jags this week, Josh, and I think you're going to drop a 50-burger, baby. You got another week to try to do it. I'm predicting it again. We're getting a 50-burger here in Jacksonville. We got Stephon Diggs, a couple TDs. Josh is probably going to run one in. He's going to be spreading the ball around. I like the Bills to drop a 50 here in Jacksonville. Other than that, this game, not very appetizing. Here's one that is, though, that doesn't, I mean, wasn't really, did it really, would it really mattered, right, if Odell Beckham even played in this game? No, wouldn't have mattered. So Browns going at Cincinnati, a divisional matchup against two teams that are trying to win this division. Two teams that very could well win this division. Nick Chubb's coming back. Baker Mayfield, he's still injured. But he did look okay throwing the football. Like he didn't look, he, it didn't look like it was affecting him so much that it's going to f- affect his performance. Now we'll see going down the line. He definitely has to have offseason surgery. Big red flag there if you want to pay the guy. But they're going home. And the Bengals are off of this huge, unbelievably huge letdown loss to the Jets when they let Mike White throw 400 yards on their ass. And, and, and they're kind of, the Browns are kind of limping into Cincinnati, right? So you kind of got two teams on, on the down. Bengals coming off a loss to the Jets. The Browns just had to let go of their star wide receiver, quote unquote star, even though he was like their third best wide receiver on the team. Maybe even fourth best total receiver. I mean, fuck, you could add a couple of running backs. He's better than sixth best total wide receiver on the team. It's kind of let down right now. They're kind of limping in. They got to get this a must win for both. I feel like it's a confidence win, confident win for both. And to me, that means low scoring. That does not mean high scoring. That means that we'll see how Zach Taylor is. We'll we'll see what kind of coach Zach Taylor is. I kind of have a feeling Kevin Stefanski is going to do. You know what? Look, we're going to run the football. We're going to run it, run it, run it. We're going to let Baker make plays here and there. We're going to run it. We're going to get back to what we do. We're going to play good football. We're going to be ready for this football game. I've seen Stefanski get his players ready. Let's see how Zach Taylor gets this Bengals team ready off of a loss to the Jets. Are you going to come in there? ready to play, focused, or are you going to come in there, you know, kind of groggy, like off this loss, like, man, we lost to the Jets. Maybe you're not fully ready. Maybe you're coming off of a, you can't believe it. You got to get your guys ready to go. So we'll see. We're going to learn a lot about, about Zach Taylor in this football game. Very interested in this game here too. Uh, uh, Patriots, uh, two P's in this Patriots at Panthers, Bill Belichick. I mean, the Patriots might be on a roll here, folks. Bill Belichick just might be on a roll here, folks. He's back to 500, and he's never lost to Sam Darnold. And who is now the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers? Oh, yeah, Sam Darnold. And Bill Belichick has owned Sam Darnold when he was with the Jets. I mean, just owned him. Just bent him over his knee and spanked his little bottom every single time they played. So to me, I'm looking at a 5-4 and four New England Patriot team here, folks. Five and four going down the road where Mac Jones looks like he has a grasp of this offense now and they are playing so much to his strength and he's almost at his floor 
that, that it, this offense is going to get clicking because Josh McDaniels does a fantastic job. They their, their playmakers are starting to make some plays, right? You got Stevenson in the back in uh, Harris in the backfield. Jacoby Myers is doing his thing. You got your two tight ends now that are making moves. You're getting involved in John New and Hunter Henry. You're getting screen passes for them involved. They're Josh is working this offense. They are not one dimensional like they have been with Cam Newton last year. They are working it. Really reminds me of a 2001 2002 Patriots team. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. This is remind. It reminds me of it. Bill playing defense. He and he's not. He doesn't have superstars per se. So he his defenses this year have been crazy. He's been playing some five fucking linemen down. He's been playing. Looked like he was playing eagle defense. There's some classic 70s defense occasionally. He he, he makes guys see ghosts. And he made Sam Darnold see ghosts on Monday Night Football when that whole thing, as Sam said, I I saw. I you know I thought I was seeing ghosts tonight. And I think Bill does it again to him. And they're five and four, and they're going to get rolling. And do not count the Patriots out here, folks, in this AFC playoff race. Don't count them out. I know. I know you don't want to hear that. I understand. Okay. Why do they have to keep winning? No, I thought Tom wasn't there anymore. They were going to suck. Listen, if they do make the playoffs, I'm going to cheer harder than anybody else because it's greatness, ladies and gentlemen. You're watching greatness. You're watching Bill Belichick just be a great coach. And, and Josh McDaniels and taking this team for what they are and building it back up and you make the playoffs. Let's go, New England. Let's go, Bill. Get your rats in the fucking playoffs. Uh, Broncos at Cowboys. I got a win here for old Dak Prescott who's coming back off the calf injury here. Got a win in the check mark in the old win column here for the boys. Easy money. I, well, now, while I do think the Broncos defense is still pretty good, I think their secondary is fantastic. No Von Miller, and it's not like he was going to play anyway. It's not like he's been a terror, but he is an emotional leader, the true leader for this football team. Now you got your first week without him even in the building. It's not like he's hurt and he's on the sidelines. No, he's not there. He's going to be wearing a different uniform that day. He plays a couple hours later than that, and he's going to be wearing a different uniform. And, and, you know, I mean, I think he'll be in L.A., so he'll be close to Texas. I just think the Cowboys roll here. I think Dak has a pretty good game. The Cowboys are a good team. They're going to get it going. Teddy Bridgewater is not a very good quarterback. What do, what are the Cowboys done this entire season against not very good quarterbacks, even when they haven't got a lot of pressure? Well, I don't know. Trevon Diggs get like seven interceptions a game against bad quarterbacks. They they wreak havoc. I don't I don't expect this game to be very close. Honestly, I think it could be something like a 34-17 blowout here for the Cowboys. They're a real team. I think I think they can get to eight and one. I do. I think they can get to 8-1 and one at one point, and we're going to see what the Cowboys are made of down the stretch. There might be something cooking in Dallas. I've, I've been on this here for a couple of weeks now. Ladies and gentlemen, they're just – I know we don't want to hear that either. I know. This is blast. Russ, what are you doing? You're saying the Patriots are going to be good again. You're saying the Cowboys, something's cooking. We might – I get it. Hey, relax. Give me an Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Hit the bong a little bit. I know that's what Aaron was doing in Malibu. Chill. It's okay. Okay, it's fine. Because when you're watching good football, to me, it doesn't fucking matter. Cowboys, they're a good brand. Big brand. Huge brand. You can argue best, biggest brand, one of the biggest brands in the world. They could be good again. They might have something cooking here with Dak and this team. I don't know. I, I don't know. They could. We'll see how they go down the stretch here. Vikings at Ravens. Ravens off a bye. John Harbaugh is one of, if not, the best coach off of a bye in the last two decades. Go look it up, folks. It's him. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, <laughs> they do not lose off of buys. They just don't. The Pete Carroll is up there too. 
and I called that last week. Huh? Let me hit that. Hit that on the money line, baby. Be careful, the Seahawks. They just don't lose off of buys, right? So, it, it, the Vikings are coming in off of what was an absolutely horrible performance, and they let Cooper rush, absolutely rush all over him, destroy him left and right. And he looked like he looked like Dak Prescott, and this offense couldn't get it going. Kirk couldn't find his thing. Now, I will say this. This is now, and, and you know, it, it's an early game, so Kirk's going to feel good. No bright lights, no pressure. He gets to play at 11 a. Well, I guess it's, what, uh, 1, 1 o'clock? 1 o'clock in the Eastern time because they'll, be they'll be in Baltimore. But the Ravens off of a bye. And even though I do not love this defense right now, especially their past defense, I do not love it at this current moment. I'm going to take the Ravens in this game. I don't think the Vikings, I think there's something wrong here. I, I don't think Zimmer's the guy anymore. Kirk Cousins is just the guy. He's just a football. He's just a guy. And this defense is hit or miss while I thought they were playing up the better. You let Cooper Rush come in there and do that on you. I'm sorry. I'm taking Lamar Jackson over Cooper Rush 10 days out of the week. Ravens off of a bye. John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is going to have these guys ready to go. These guys are ready to go. The Ravens, especially because, I mean, didn't they lose? Last time they were out, they lost. I think so. So they're not going to, I mean, the Bengals, this is when the Bengals beat them. So off of a bye, off of a loss, they're getting ready to go. Uh, the toilet bowl, Houston, Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins in Miami. It's perfect because Florida is actually a toilet. So it makes sense that this is a toilet bowl. Trust me, I lived in Florida. It's, it's a toilet. It could be a fun toilet at times, you know, not bad. Nice, nice little toilet beaches everywhere. But it's, at the end of the day, it's a toilet. And these are two teams that have not won a football game since week one. They both won week one and they've lost seven straight. Both of them. And one of them. Something, you know, push, push, got to shove. One of them's got to get a win here, right? Unless they would tie, that would be honestly pretty fantastic if this football game ended in a tie. But this game, to me, for the Miami Dolphins standpoint, is all about Tua Tungavailoa. He has got to prove that he can win games, be good, play big games against bad teams. Because if you can't do that against bad teams, how are you going to beat the good ones? he's got to be good. Look, they said no to Sean Watson. They they decided not to do it. All those weird rumors. They said Tua was their guy, even though I don't really buy that very much. We got to see something here. We got to see something. Dolphins are favored by like three and a half at home. But if Tyrod Taylor plays, let's not sleep on this Houston Texans team here, folks. I think they can sneak up and get this win. Miami, there's just something, there's just something about it. And honestly, it it might suck because Brian Flores might, might get fired because of it. If they only win two games this year, I mean, Brian Flores is probably gone. I, I I would find hard pressed to keep him. You know, the two if Tua just looked disastrous for the rest of the years. If you lose to the Houston Texans, you go you go one and would it be one and eight? That's just man, that's not good. You lose to the Houston Texans. Fuck, that'd be terrible. All right, switch over to the late games. Late games is only three of them. Yeah, only three late games. Uh, Chargers at Philadelphia. Chargers coming off of two straight losses. Right, but they're coming off of the buy. No, oh, no, actually, no. They're coming off of two losses in between buys. They're not coming off of a buy. I apologize. But they they lost, had a buy, and then lost. The Eagles are coming off of a huge win, a huge blowout win. They put up like 38 points on the Detroit Lions, where their quarterback did not rush for a touchdown or throw for a touchdown. Their quarterback contributed zero points to this football game, and they won by 38 to the Lions. I don't think the Eagles are a very good football team. The Chargers, I believe, are. I just think they're going through a little slump, and that's what happens in the NFL. We got to see what Brandon Staley's made of. Let's we'll see what Justin Herbert's made of. This team's got to come together. They got to tie. They got to get it. They got to get it going. 
and they're going to get it going against Philadelphia. It's crazy to me. This this game is a lot. Vegas thinks it's a lot closer. It's pretty much a pick 'em. It's one and a half. The Eagles are a one and a half point. I mean, the Chargers are a one and a half point favorite. It's a little crazy to me. A little crazy. I think the Chargers get things done here in the first game of our late window. And then the no Aaron the, the no Aaron Rodgers Packers team going over to Arrowhead. We already talked about this game. You know, I just want to see what Jordan Love's got. I mean, this is a chance to see the Packers to see what Jordan Love has. And the Chiefs, if you're if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and you now you know that Aaron Rodgers is not playing this football game, you do not have a better opportunity to string back-to-back wins together to try to get this season back on track. You will not have a better opportunity. You got to get it going right here, right now. You got to make something happen. Get your guys going, Andy. Mahomes, calm it down. Stop being Zach Wilson. Be more like Mike White. Take what the defense gets you. Be a baller like Mike White, Mahomes. Come on. I know you. I know. I know it's Mike White, but let's come on. Let's settle down. You got to be feeling good if you're Kansas City. Now you're not going in this game like it's an automatic W. What if Jordan Love's come out? He's pretty freaking good, and that team is pretty good. Okay, Aaron Jones is good. AJ Dillon is good. Devontae Adams is a baller. Okay, they got some. They got some players. There's no cakewalk. You're not playing the Texans, all right, or the Dolphins, all right. This is still a good team. So the Chiefs aren't looking at that like that. But man. No Rodgers, that's 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 a huge, huge break for Kansas City to try to get back on track here in a crucial part of the season where you really need your starting quarterback so you can make, you know, you know, push for the playoffs, maybe get a nice seed. It's really crucial to have a quarterback in those situations. Kansas City doing a really good job on keeping their quarterback on the field because that is what's important so you can win football games. Way to go, Kansas City. Uh, Cardinals at the Niners, looking like Kyler's probably not going to play. Cliff came out and said, unless he, unless it's like 100%, he's not going to play. And it, it, he's just not going to go. Nor do I think he should go. I do not think Kyler Murray should play this week. Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he's going to get the start. George Kittle looking like he's going to come back. Now, George Kittle coming back, no J.J. Watt for the Cardinals. That's a concern because J.J. Watt in the last game with the Niners absolutely ate McGlinchey alive, the, the right tackle for the for the Niners. Ate him alive. They had to move uh, George Kittle over, and they were pretty much double-teaming J.J. Watt the whole game. George only ran a total of 14 routes in that first football game. Only 14 total routes in the entire game. You know, he, 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 I think he only had three catches. And a lot of those routes weren't like real routes. They're, he's running like fake routes. You know, because sometimes tight ends, they kind of just, they're decoy routes. You're only going to get it for a check down. So it's, they're not, he's not even running real routes sometimes. I mean, he maybe won, he maybe ran eight real routes in that football game. He's going to run more because there's no JJ. McGlinchey, McGlinchey's going to be able to hold his own a little bit more. I imagine they try to get, now, if he's healthy, the Niners probably try to get him the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo would like to have him back. This right here, this is coaching. This is Cliff Kingsbury against Kyle Shanahan. Cliff is having a fantastic year. He is. Kyle, not so much. But Kyle is experienced. Kyle has been through the trials and tribulations. Kyle has been, been three a three, four win team, right? And so is Cliff, you know, Cliff did too. But Cliff has never had to come back from it. Now we'll see what he's got. No starting quarterback. Starting Colt McCoy, who I think can still be fine and win this football game. What does Cliff do here? This 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 determines if you're a good quarterback, if you're a good coach. Right, a great coach can take a C player, right, a C minus C player, and make him play for like a B plus. He can make a play for a B plus for a game or two, easy. That's a great coach. That's what Belichick does, right? That's what Kyle does with his running backs. That's what Andy Reid does, right? That's what that's what all these great co- Jimmy Johnson, Bill Parcells, all these great co- uh, Vince Lombardi, all these great coaches. That's what they do. 
that if you're a good coach, that's what you can do. So we'll see what Cliff's got here. And this is a huge must win. Must win for the San Francisco 49ers. And for the Cardinals, you don't want to lose back-to-back here because then everyone starts going, and maybe even myself, like, oh, here we go. Two back-to-back losses. Yeah, we started 7-0, and now we're, got, now, now we're 7-2. Which, you know, you told me, if you were to tell me by week nine, the Arizona Cardinals would be 7-2, and I would have laughed in your face at the start of the season. Would have laughed in your face. Would have said, no way. At best, they have five wins. At best, they're 5-4. and four. That's what I would have said. But uh, that's not the truth. So if that does happen, it'd be, it'd be still looking good for the playoffs. I mean, you're a lock. for the. If you miss the playoffs, horrible. It'd be horrid. Blow it all up. Just don't even have a team there anymore. Just get rid of it. Just fucking get some helicopters. Take, just fucking take the whole stadium out of the ground at once and just relocate the team if the Cardinals don't make the playoffs this year. Insane. Uh, Sunday night football. The Derrick Henry list. Tennessee Titans. No Derrick Henry. Still very sad. I'm still upset about that. I just love to watch the dude run. I just love to watch the dude run. He's a fucking horse. First game without Derrick Henry against a very, very good Rams team. Honestly, might be the best team in the league right now. The Matthew Stafford might be the front runner for MVP, him or Tom Brady. Uh, I just, they're, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders. Now it's looking like Julio Jones probably not going to play. We're going to learn a lot about Ryan Tannehill. Is Ryan, is Ryan Tannehill the guy? Can he hold a team together? Because Derrick Henry was the motor of that team. He just was. Tannehill's got to come in. Now without Julio. Yeah, I mean, that sucks, too. Now you're down a weapon. Can they come in? I don't think so. I do not think they can come into L.A. on Sunday night and get a win against this really good Rams team. I would be hard-pressed if the Rams lose another game at home. They might, but I don't know if they will. I think that ass-kicking that they took to the, by the Cardinals might be the, might be it. I just I have a hard time thinking the Titans are going to come in and win this game with their defense. And the Titans are a good football team. They are. They just are. But now without Derrick Henry, their defense is going to play like this. We'll see what Ryan Tannehill really can do, but against this Rams team who is just just acquired Von Miller it doesn't I mean if he plays it doesn't matter they didn't get Von Miller so he can play Sunday night football against Tennessee no they got Von Miller so he can play in fucking January so he can play January 19th in the divisional round January 26th in the in the AFC in the NFC championship game that's why they got Von Miller and last but not least last game of the week Monday night football uh Chicago traveling to Pittsburgh taking on the Steelers Honestly, when you look at this game, it's just kind of like black and white. It's just kind of like ugly in a way. I mean, the Bears can't score. I mean, although Justin Fields, I thought, was the best that he looked. He looked a lot more fluid, comfortable, but this is a hard test for him. He's going to go – he's coming off the Niners to the Steelers. You're coming off of Nick Bosa to TJ Watt. I just – these are two great defenses you're facing back-to-back, and the Steelers are better. And they're clicking right now. And the Steelers are hot and they're feeling themselves. Coming off a nice win streak, start back in week five. They had the bye to rest. Najee Harris looks like he's turning that offense around. Even with Ben, just let Najee go. Let Ben do use his mind and, and pick and pick defenses apart here and there, play action. I think it's hard for the Bears to win this football game. I do. I will say, though, I don't know how much the Steelers are going to score. The Bears defense isn't great, but they're, they're going to play hard. And Monday night football, this Bears team is going to play hard. They're going to want to win. Matt Nagy's going to be back. Justin Fields could be uh, – I think Justin Fields is going to just get better every week. And it might just take a Justin Field player or two to really keep the Bears into this football game. And at the end of the day, I just trust the Steelers' defense to win this game. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying Ben's going to win this game or their offense. The Steelers' defense, I think, to me, wins this game. And it just It's going to propel the Steelers to be looking real good to try to make a playoff push. I mean, th- what, four weeks ago I was saying about how – Steelers, we're done. No way to make the playoffs. Ben's washed. It's over. And now look at me. I mean, they went on Monday night, and it's like, well, I got to eat some crow because they look like they're in playoff push material right now. They're in the hunt. 
they're ready to go. I mean, they could still win their division at that point, depending on what, depending on who wins that Browns game and who, if the Ravens can win and keep pulling it together. Their defense isn't great. I mean, you can look up and the Steelers win that division again. I wouldn't be shocked because Mike Tomlin is a legend and Ben Roethlisberger is a future Hall of Famer. And the Steelers are an organization and a franchise that has a culture of nothing but winners. And they win there. And I think they win Monday night against Bears. All right. And let's do bets of the week. Uh, coming off a down week last week, one and two. So that makes me 17, eight and one on the season. Still positive. Still riding very much high in the positive. And with only one push, I, I love it. I'm just, I'm loving where I'm at bet gambling this. You know, like I said, I won some money on the game uh, last night. Hopefully win money on, on this week. I feel some, I feel pretty good about a couple bets this week I'm looking at. But let's start bets of the week here. First and foremost, to me, to me, honestly, if you take anything out of this, this one, take this bet. The Chargers plus one and a half at the at, at the Eagles plus one and a half. I kept it was it was plus one at one point. It went to one and a half. I jumped on it before I go any higher. It still hasn't. I, I I'm trying to wrap my head around how I thought Justin Herbert maybe was hurt. I know he was he was questionable or whatever little hand injury, but he's fine. He's good to go. No no nothing real serious. He's been practicing. Nothing's going wrong. I just don't get it. Is it because of the because of the back-to-back losses? Is it because the Eagles coming off that big win? I don't know. Every once in a while, Vegas throws you a little gem. I think this is a gem. I got money on it already. I might throw some more on it. I'm not kidding. I love it. If it's still at that point, plus one and a half, pretty much just picking them to win money line, but you're going to give me more money to do it? I'll take that all day. Next one, New England, money line. To win this football game against the Panthers, New England money line. Now look, I don't, I don't mind the points either at three and a half. They're favored by three and a half, so New England's got to win by four. I think they do that. So if you're not, if, if you want to throw a little bit on the points, I just don't love the kicker. That's why I'd rather. T- that's why the bet here is the money line. But look, if you're like, you know what, fuck, you know, it, it, the money line, the, the points are gonna make you a little bit more money. If you're just, you know, think you're gonna win, eh, win by four points. But I like New England money line here. I just love New England to win this football game. Easy. Like I said. Sam Darnold's going to see ghosts again. Bill Belichick, the, the Patriots just got some cooking. Patriots and the Cowboys, they get some cooking. Uh, and then last one, the Raiders minus three and a half over the Giants. I just think, you know, emotional win here. Uh, I, I, I actually don't hate the points at 46 and a half. You know, I just think they're going to come out emotionally ready to go. I just, I just trust Derek Carr. I like it. And honestly, the Giants are a disaster. They, everyone's got COVID. They're all out for practice. Saquon can't play. Da- Daniel Jones is not the guy. You know, every once in a while, they'll come out and have a good game. But, yeah, I just – I like the Raiders here in this spot. I like the three-and-a-half. I also like the money line. I like the three-and-a-half more on here more than I like the New England three-and-a-half. But I, I, you could take both teams' money line. Hell, you could take all three teams' money line. Hell, if you want to parlay them, I don't think this is a bad week to parlay these three. I, I, I mean, I don't necessarily you know say that you did. doesn't mean that I will. But – New England, money line, Chargers, one and a half, and the Raiders, minus three and a half. That's your bets of the week. Alrighty, folks, I think it's going to wrap it up for me today. Uh, beautiful day. It's, it's The weather's getting better and better, and I love football this time of the year. Just absolutely love it. Gets a little cold outside. You know, and the time changed this Sunday. So if you live on the West Coast, like me, in Arizona, we get the time change. Game started now 11 o'clock for me and not 10 o'clock which, you know, it's a little bit later, closer to – it makes 
it makes, you know, eating sometimes on game day kind of particular. You don't want to eat a huge Sunday breakfast, right? Now it kind of backs it up. If you eat a little bit earlier, now you can be good for around, you know, your, your halftime of your early games. Just start picking out on whatever you got going, letting the alcohol flow. But I hope everyone's having a great day. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Ha- have a good one. Enjoy the football games. Peace.